movements of mind are to push against or to fight, to run away, to protect yourself, or to hide, to protect yourself. And then the third one is to seduce, to protect yourself. All three, the fight against, running away, and seduction are all aspects of mind. We are wired based on our genetics to fight, to fight to be right, and that can take a physical form or a mental form. Something happens and we want to prove that our perspective is right and the other person is wrong. And this is genetically wired into the human body, the fight to be right. The instant something happens, you start in your mind weaving your story based on what you perceived happened to produce the reasons why you are right and the other person is wrong. And this can escalate into a major fight, a physical fight, a war, comes from this very potent genetic movement of your mind. So to overcome this, because it's biologically ingrained in your body, is no simple, easy task. To overcome the genetics requires the counterintuitive approach of going in versus going out and responding or reacting to what you're thinking. So the impulse to be right is very strong. It's genetically strong. So when this impulse arises so that you don't react, you must accept what is unfolding and accept whatever you're feeling about what is unfolding is your responsibility. It's 100% your responsibility. It has nothing to do with the outer circumstance. If there is no story about what happened, if you stop weaving your strategy to prove that you are right, then you have an opportunity to stop stop the impulse, stop the reaction, stop fighting, stop running, stop hiding and seducing, to stop everything. And this happens when you take responsibility for what you feel. You don't have to take responsibility for what happened. That's already in the past. That is the graveyard. Weaving your story is hanging out in the graveyard of life. 
most people are digging their stories up in the graveyard of the past and wasting their life getting more and more upset over time as the story evolves and grows. But if you have the courage to stop, if you have the courage to take responsibility for what you feel, a radical shift in consciousness becomes a real possibility. It doesn't mean that it's easy because when you're triggered by an event, by something somebody did or something somebody said, when you are triggered and that reaction, the genetic reaction takes over the impulse to send the nasty email to fight with your boss, to fight with your kids, to fight with your husband or your spouse. All of this is genetically driven based on your belief in your point of view, your perspective, which is filtered through the lens of your mind and your past experiences. So to clean the lens of the mind, you must first take responsibility instead of following the impulse to fight, instead of following the very strong impulse to create the story or collect the evidence of why your point of view is right and the other person is dead wrong. So what does this mean, taking responsibility? What does that actually mean? It's not about beating yourself up or making yourself wrong or bad or shameful. You know, you don't have to feel shame and guilt. It's just an aspect of mind. It's not personal. It's biological. The impulse to fight is genetic. We are wired to fight, wired to fight to be right. But if you're fighting to be right, you are sacrificing love and happiness. You are sacrificing your love and your happiness. And you are wasting a lot of time. Maybe even years of your life can be lost in the fight to be right. So the real question is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And if you really want to be happy, then you have to take responsibility to see what are you believing in your mind? What story have you created that you agree with? The very instant, and this can happen in a nanosecond, the very instant you agree with your mind and the story you weave in your mind is the very instant that you begin to suffer, the instant you fall into the past, the instant the story starts to get exponentially bigger 
and bigger and bigger. And associated with the story is rage, sadness, despair, anxiety. It can evoke fear. So how to stop this impulse is the first step, is to take responsibility. The second step is to notice what is going on inside your mind. What is the story you're weaving about what happened? And it could be something that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and you're still churning in your mind over something that happened that is long over, but you're still in the past giving your attention to what happened. So when you take responsibility and you open to discover, you can see the story and you can detach from that story. And if you say, well, I, I can't do that because I'm so angry about this. I am so hurt by this. This person was so totally wrong. Then you become the victim of your own story. You become the victim of your own story when you allow this to continue. So when you take responsibility, you start to realize that you don't have an impulse to fight without the story, without the thoughts evolving in your mind. There is no impulse to fight if you are living from your heart. There's no impulse to fight if you are in your heart. If you are in your head which is where the story is generated and giving your attention to the story, you will suffer. That is a guarantee because any thought is past. Even the thought you have right now in an instant falls to the past. So ultimately all thoughts must be released. But if you try to stop your thoughts, you will fail. How do you stop thoughts? What are thoughts? Where do they come from? This is the deeper inquiry. Where do they come from? And if you stop agreeing with any thought you have about a past event, what happens? What happens when you stop agreeing with the story? You stop believing your own story. What happens when you don't believe it anymore? The story stops. And when the story stops, there is space that opens up in your conscious awareness. And then if you turn your attention to the heart space, 
in your heart is the presence that is always at peace, always love, divine love, which is unconditional. And from the place of love, there is no attack. There is no running away. There is no storyteller. If you slide through the reflective consciousness of ego to discover the source of your consciousness, to discover the source of every single thought that flies through your mind, It's when you stop to see that the me who is telling the story inside your head is non-existent, then the story falls down. The suffering evaporates. And you return to your natural state, which is divine bliss, unending bliss. It's a stateless state of clear awareness that lives in your heart. And many of you have heard these words before, but to really live freedom, the very first step is to have the humility to take responsibility. And it is a humbling of your mind to stop the fight because we want revenge. We want to be right. We want to push our point of view and project that out onto whoever we're pushing against, right? So this power of projection is really, really strong. And it keeps this fight alive because you're a pushing against somebody else. But if there's nobody else there to fight against, what are you going to push against? Does love fight? Does divine love fight? Does divine love judge, hate, hide, run away? These are all aspects of mind that can cause intense suffering that can last for many, many years. So when you take responsibility and you start to turn inside to see how you got triggered, how this impulse was evoked, how you created a story instantly, this is an instant. It's faster than the speed of light. Your mind and ego are entangled on a quantum level. And in quantum physics, they now realize that you can go faster than the speed of light in what's known as quantum entanglement. Einstein described it as spooky action at a distance. So your mind and ego are working in tandem on the quantum level. And so this is the speed of the impulse. It's quick. 
something triggers you, it triggers the story, it triggers the impulse to either fight, to run away, or seduce. And seducing is like, oh, you know, you try to placate the person. That's not really what I meant. It's what, you know, I, I know we seem to be having an issue here, but, you know, I think we can work it out. This is seduction. Let me seduce you into believing my perspective. And you can see this in operation in any work environment. Because in a work environment, if you don't seduce your boss, you run the risk of pissing him off or her off and getting fired. So your survival is at stake. So the tendency, especially in a work environment, is to suppress what you're actually thinking and then seduce to get what you want. And the seduction could be a PowerPoint presentation, right? <laughs> to show how your point of view is right because it'll save the company X amount of dollars and it just goes on and on from there, right? But what if you, if you want freedom, your focus has to shift from the outside world and what the world says is important to your heart. Because the heart is the gateway to freedom. The heart is the gateway to your liberation, your happiness. So when you follow the impulse to fight, you are sacrificing your own happiness for something that ultimately doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if you're right, so what? Do you want to sacrifice your love? you want to sacrifice your own personal happiness just to be right? Do you want to run your entire life, keep running away from the pain that you experienced when you were 11 years old? Or do you want to turn and face it? Do you want to turn and be free? Do you want to face the ugly monster inside that keeps grasping for your attention? Grasping for your attention, these stories. And then if you have the courage to take responsibility and surrender to the peace and love in your heart, it ignites a sacred holy fire. And this sacred holy fire has the power to burn through the genetics, to burn through the karmic reactions, to burn through the genetic tendencies, right? The tamasic, the rajasic, and the sattvic tendencies. Sattvic tendencies is, I've recognized the self. I know the self. This also must be cut for real freedom. The freedom of moksha, nirvana, sunyata requires the sacred fire of burning. It's through the burning that the lens of your mind is cleansed of the conscious and unconscious junk 
that hides the happiness of your true nature. So the step number one, take responsibility. Step number two, start to notice what's going on. What are you agreeing with? Step number three, surrender to your heart. Surrender to love. Because in the willingness to surrender to love, you set yourself free from the hatred of your mind, from the jealousy of your mind, the envy of your mind, the fight of your mind. You can stop running and be free. Because you are the love that you really long for. That's who you are. But as long as you're sacrificing your happiness and love on the altar of your story, you will continue to suffer. It's really that simple. And this doesn't mean you shouldn't tell your story. You have to tell your story in order to release the story. You have to have the space to tell it, to examine it, to open to see what it really is. And then you'll have the courage to sacrifice your mind on the altar of your heart and burn in the holy blaze that sets you free. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti Om. Shanti Om.